when you go to a baseball game, though, and this will transition into your baseball uh-huh. research here. When you go to a baseball game, what's the first thing that you do when you walk in the gates? The first thing that I do? Yeah. Buy a hot dog and a Bud Light Lime. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> they, but Right? Here you go. Yeah, I usually got to get a beer. Yeah. You get a beer. Inspired by the adventures of our nurses, therapists, and techs, A Beer with Atlas is the only healthcare-traveling, craft-beer-drinking podcast. Each week, we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones. Welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. And I'm Brian. On the controls, his spring training, mm-hmm. so to speak, Mr. Dolan. Yeah. Turning the knobs on the black box. That's right. He's calling the signals. Yes, he is. He is calling the signals. Good call. Yeah, he's over there. I don't even the know where out. to start. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Dolan's in the... nose and yeah, rubbing the, the shoulder. He's in the bullpen. He's yeah. warming up. What's baseball? Exactly. Yay, sports ball. We're yeah, going to teach you all about it. <laughs> So, in honor of spring training starting, we have a beer from our friend Thomas Piper in Ohio called Major Lager from a brewery called The Brew Kettle. Yes. Um, first of all, yeah, I, I'm so excited that we're even talking about baseball in the first place. Yeah. Secondly, this is a baseball, baseball-themed can, yep. baseball theme. Like, when you click on their website, it says uh-huh. Go Tribe. Like, yeah. they are at Cleveland Indians... Yeah. Brewery. I like that you can kind of see 99 behind the on the background of that can. Mm, That's pretty cool. Just enough. Yeah. So, mm. I mean, they are this, and this, I believe, is their flagship beer, too. If, if, if makes if, sense to me. Sure. Um, how close they are to, to the Indians, I don't know. Like, where, like, where's the, there are three different locations that we'll get into or like. Yeah, I saw a couple know. of spots there, but I I've never been to Ohio, so I couldn't mm-hmm. I don't know where any of those. Maybe Thomas are. could answer that yeah. for us and let us know. So um but I interesting that, that it's that time of year again. It seems like we were just doing stouts and yeah. porters and winter warmers and Yeah. And all those and now we're talking about loggers and And that's and that feels good. It does. Yeah. Oh man. I've you know, we've talked baseball. We don't stop talking baseball. That's true. Just the types of conversations that we have are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun. The hot stove stuff, you know, like mm. whose players are going where and that sort of thing. That's yep. great for a while. And then you start reading the reports about who's in camp and who's going to be this and that. Yeah. But then you just need the actual stuff. I just want to hear the ball hit the bat. Hmm. I mean, we could get the sound effects for that, but oh, you want current, real time. I, I want to see it happen real time. Yeah. In a real game where it matters. I always remember the first game of the year I would watch, like a spring training game, and I watch a whole spring training game, which oh, is oh, dumb, I, oh, I will too. I mean, most people are just like, "What?" Well, you see, like, like, oh, I have to. You see, double A guys, you're never going to see or whatever. Like, yep. okay, I'm going to see this dude in three years, but mm-hmm. now I can see him right now. Yeah, and you might learn a couple of things, and the interviews are a little looser, goosier. Oh, of course, they're on the field and in the dugout and stuff. It's yep. like you get you don't get to do that in a normal game, so no. It's a little, it's kind of a little sneak peek. It's it, adds, fun. it adds a layer to it that's a lot of fun, at All least right. for us nerds. So let's let's try this beer first. It's a lager, four point five percent ABV. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty simple. <laughs> oh, I almost 
You're... Breed that right in. Are you okay? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. You got a little excited? Mm-hmm. Hmm. 9.9 IBUs, so not bitter whatsoever. Easy. Oh, boy, you could just crush that all day. Super easy. Man. Man, that tastes like sitting in the outfield. Oh, God, this is... All he needs is a hot dog or some yeah. nachos. Yeah. <laughs> Pretzel. Oh, man. Mm. Right there. <sighs> yeah, let's right. go. I can almost smell the grass. All right. Mm. I got, I, I, lots and lots of baseball. If you don't like baseball whatsoever, don't turn it off just yet. We'll, uh, we'll, <laughs> yeah, not we'll, yet. Not yet. We'll work in some other, some other stuff here for you as well. But Maybe. very, very, very baseball themed. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the point. Week. So the brew kettle located three locations um, with an, another location opening soon in Mentor, Ohio. They have locations in Strongsville, yeah. Amherst, and Hudson. One of those was in a mall. One of them looked like an old Bennigan's. Yeah. Like it, or an Applebee's or something like that. You ever been to Bennigan's? Way back in the day. You ever had the Monte Cristo sandwich? Not, not so from there, terrible. No. So gross. You ever had a Monte Cristo? I don't even know what that you, is. Just in general, you don't like yeah, the Monte Cristo? No. Oh, I do. No, no. It's like it's almost like a breakfast kind of. But it's it's like a what ham sandwich? Yeah. With this one had like jelly on it. Yeah. 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 Oh, um, yes, I've had that, but not a. I don't even know what a Bennigan's is. Oh, it's mm. kind of actually. You know what? I think Bennigan's closed before Dolan was born. Well, there was one in Lincoln up until like two years ago. No, you're yeah, making that up. It was new. For real? Yeah. Okay. You've never been, of, you don't know what a Bennigan's is? Kind of no. like a mm. TGI Fridays. Yeah. Or, I've never even been there. Oh, my oh. God. Okay. It's kind of like a restaurant. You ever been to one of those? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen Office Space? Boom. Uh, mm. 37 pieces of flair. Yeah. Right? It's a, it's a how about, or whatever. what's the other one I'm thinking of? Um, I mean, that was Ruby Tuesday. Uh, I've, TGI I've Friday. been to Ruby Tuesday. Chilies, chilies, maybe. Yeah, I enjoy it's me some chilies though. I think yeah. out of all of them, chilies has kind of evolved with the times. Whereas like Look at Applebee's, that Tex-Mex is, flavor, you know, a little different, you know. Mm, chips and salsa. Go get yourself a Bourbon Street steak at, at oh, yeah. Applebee's. Applebee's. That's the one I was trying to think there you of. Go. Applebee's. That hasn't changed. You've surely years. driven past an Applebee's. I've been to a few Applebee's. Okay. The Brutus. Mm. Remember mm. last week I, I talked about my mom being a manager at Applebee's. That's right. right. See, that's basically Bennigan's. Last week, two weeks, maybe. In essence, you've been to a Bennigan's then. Yeah, they're kind of all the same. Yeah. So each of those locations is open 11 to 11 Sunday through Thursday and 11 to 1 a.m. Friday and Saturday. All right. They're getting after it. I love that. I yeah. think that's great. One Here's the thing. And it says kitchen closes early. And that was my first indication that there might yeah. be something else going on here. Oh, yeah. I, or, I, I peeped it. Did you look at this? Oh, yeah. Award-winning barbecue here. The like, menu was great. Man. Yeah. And here's the thing. Mm. I got to ask this to all my Ohio friends. Okay. Okay. The first thing on their menu is barbecue spaghetti. Why you got to mess with spaghetti, right? There's there's all the different... Well, what are the two... The Cincinnati one, yeah. The Cincinnati chili. Yeah, the, the, uh, the Skyline. Skyline chili. And the Gold, Gold Star. Star. Mm-hmm. Why you always got to put stuff on chili? What are you putting barbecue sauce on chili for? Or why are you putting barbecue Noodles. sauce on spaghetti? Because you can why not put barbecue sauce on spaghetti? Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. I don't know. Mm. You don't know until you try. Mm. I've tried. Well, apparently it must work because it's it was number one thing. It does work. Yeah, I it guess does. people buy it. I thought the uh, the menu was way bigger than a traditional brew pub. So there must be like, I mean, it must have been a restaurant first, maybe. 
and then beer. I don't know, because with that much food, it was like you were at a restaurant, is what it looked like to me. Uh, well, there's the... I, while I was on tour with the band, I stopped at a brewery in Springfield, Missouri. It's called Springfield Brewing. Okay. And yeah. they were more... Like, they had a full menu and everything like that, too. Mm. Um, actually, I had the best buffalo mac and cheese there ever. Wow. Yeah. High praise for Springfield. There you go. I think maybe also it depends on potentially the size of the town. True. Because, like, hey, maybe we're a brewery and that might not be enough. Maybe we need to add another feature to this to make people come. Yep. Mm. Um, but this one looked like, I mean, it had, every, it had like a whole list of burgers and it had flatbreads and it had... The barbecue stuff you were talking about. It had mm-hmm. desserts, like fresh pie I saw was one of the things. Upstream? I was, I was getting real hungry. A lot like Upstream, right? Upstream? Yeah, Omaha, maybe like maybe. that. Yeah. yeah. That, didn't, that didn't work out so good, but... Mm. They still got one. They got one. Yeah. Mm. And, and it's okay. I'd eat some of their mashed potatoes right now. I like now. their calamari. Yeah. Calamari is mm. pretty on point. Can you tell it's lunchtime? It's definitely lunchtime. <laughs> all we've talked about is food <laughs> so far. food. Well, food, baseball, and beer, it all kind of goes together. Mm -hmm. No kidding. So this was interesting. As I did my research on on the brewery itself, couldn't find a ton about the the dudes that started it, Mm -hmm. which generally is fine. Um, I do know they opened in 95, uh, and just recently, they've kind of gone gone through a makeover of sorts. So May 2019, they transitioned their lineup of beers from 12-ounce bottles to 12-ounce cans which we've seen just recently here in Omaha, too. Yep. Um, Cost-wise, probably it's... It, it, storage it's, is Storage easier, is easier. Yeah. Um, it, it gets it out to the, the people better, right? I mean, that's one of, the, one of the breweries here in Omaha that was facing was distribution problems. Mm-hmm. You can't get glass bottles into a lot of places, yeah. right? I mean, you, gotta get, you have to have the cans. Or you can't take them with you where you want to go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's harder. So the brewery hired Ohio-based artist Clint Davidson to lead the updated designs. Um, the first cans hit the market somewhere end of May, 1st of June, and uh, this was one of a major lager was the first one. Uh, premium domestic-style lager, 16-ounce cans. Six-pack of this is $8.99. It's a good price point. For 16-ounce cans, yeah. Yeah. You don't see a lot of six-pack 16-ouncers. Nope. I would... If I could get this for nine bucks, mm-hmm. this beer right here yeah. for six of them all day, yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a rotation in my fridge for a post mo beer mm-hmm. in the summertime. You need to you know cool off mm-hmm. a little bit, mm. absolutely, or during the game when you're watching it at home. Hopefully not the Indians. Yeah, no. Well, it depends, you know. I guess if you're a Cleveland Indians fan, this is great for you. Yep. God, 2016 was almost great for you too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was almost. <laughs> Sorry, Ohio. <laughs> Uh, the brewery announced, this is super interesting too, because I, I, we've seen this come up from time to time. Um, they had they purchased the former production site of a brewery called Fatheads Brewing Company. I feel like I've heard that name. I think I have too. Yeah. Uh, and that's on Sheldon Road in Middleborough Heights. So, And that's where they're brewing right now, as okay. far as I can tell. Uh, the brew kettle will use this site as a temporary brewing facility until the completion of a new brewing facility, which is currently in the planning stages. So I think as of last year, it was planning. They're actually listing this Middlebury Heights as their current location. Oh, okay. So they're still brewing out of this. Whether or not they're actually building the new location, don't know. Yeah. Um, but the agreement is between three parties, the brew kettle, Fatheads, and Rivals Brewing Company. Hmm. So three of them together are brewing in this one very large location. So I guess like a co-packer maybe, I guess. Yeah, it must know. be something like that. Yeah, however that works. 
So I, I like that one of the names is Rivals. Rivals. And they're like, yeah, let's collaborate. Let's sure. share. That's good. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, it. It tripled their production when they moved to this facility. So, Well, that's why you do it, I guess. Something's happening right for, for yeah. the brew kettle Well, here. 25 years in business doesn't hurt either. Yeah. Um, here's, I told you I went a little bit different route. Now let's, uh, you know what? We're going to do this at the end. Oh, okay. I got a little additional, a little additional here along with the untapped. About what? Um, kind of how it rates. Oh, I went, okay. I went to the old trip advisor and checked it oh, out. Okay. And, because well, if they've got food, let's see how it ranks with the rest of the places around well, there. Well, I, I went deep dive ish into their beer menu because I wanted to see what else they had. Right. Yes. Yes. So we just missed. Their vanilla frambrosen for Valentine's Day. Ooh. It's like a raspberry vanilla concoction. I would have been all um, about that. They have one called Perfect Strangers, which is a coffee pale ale, which I've never had in my life. That's a, it is a strange combination. I wonder what that would taste. I've had Ooh. a coffee IPA before, uh, but never a pale ale. Uh, they have a one that's called Black Raja, which is their black IPA mm. uh, that I think won an award maybe a couple years ago. I saw on their website. Uh, they have a maple barrel aged winter warmer, which mm. I would definitely try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-mm, good. Blood orange shandy for the summertime. Oh. So they also did um, a seasonal like pumpkin beer. They have an Oktoberfest. They do a porter. They do an imperial IPA. Um, what else I wrote down? Oh, a Schwartz beer, an imperial mm. Schwartz beer. So it's like 9%. Whoa. They do an Irish stout, which would be probably on right now. If I had to guess, mm-hmm. that would probably be on tap. Oh yeah. And then they did this thing and they really publicized it on their website, which I haven't really seen before. It was like brew your own beer. So they did a thing where it was like, Hey, you want a team building event for your office? Brew a beer. Hmm. You got to like a bachelor party or gifts for your bridal party. You want to do something fun, brew a beer, um, birthday thing, brew a beer. Hmm. So it was like, they were really pushing this thing. They had slots that you could like look at and reserve and then purchase and then go there and brew the beer itself, which is kind of fun. Um, I've only, I only know one brewery that does that in Nebraska and that's a boiler. You can do that. So like you could schedule like a, like an adult birthday party or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yes. And yeah. go down there and you just brew get together a beer or whatever. So yeah. like me, you and Dolan could go brew a beer. Yes. Oh, interesting. I mean, luckily they're going to do it. And you're just going to help lift you're the heavy stuff like probably. Put the, the... Yeah, dump the, that in there and stir it up. Yep. Yeah. Do the dirty work. Clean this out. Mm-hmm. We'd probably get that, but... Wash this out. Sanitize this. Yeah. And they get your name on it, and what, I guess you probably get to pick what kind of beer it is, that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. it was very prominent on their website, and I thought that was kind of cool. A That's, Beer with Atlas presents Hobo Pork Chop. Yeah, <laughs> it could be something like it that. Could be. It could be like a pineapple, like a pineapple uh, sour or something. It would be hobo pork chop. Mm. I don't know. Mm. You have to have some smoke in it for mm. the smoke yeah. from the bonfire. Like a smoky pineapple ale. Well, it would be like the one from Woodgrain with that smoked pineapple yeah. or the cooked pineapple that yes. they have. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that could we could definitely do this. Um, it's like a next level from a, the brewery tour. Everybody's done the brewery tour. Now you can just could do this. make the beer. I mean, I yeah. think this is a good idea. Let's get to Ohio. Okay. We'll do so it. So that's the beers that they had, and that's what that's the kind of stuff that they make all the time. Just different, a lot of different seasonals, but it looks like they've been doing some of these for quite a while. So okay. um, that's my brewery research for you. So this kind of goes hand in hand with that. I, I thought, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, every time we do a different, a, a style, I'm going to give you some, I'm going to give you, the audience, some similar beers that you may mm-hmm. have heard of 
that, okay, if I drank this beer, I could drink this beer sure. too. Okay. So here, this is a very, very easy one. Lager. Mm-hmm. Lager is super easy. I'm going to give you a bunch of beers that, a bunch of traditional lagers not named Budweiser. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Because that's everywhere. Exactly. And I guess if Budweiser's your beer, that's a lager, whatever. There you go. Lager, light lager. Light lagers are generally lighter in color and pretty yeah. clear to see through mm-hmm. and usually around five percent you know a little more flavor to the lager to the light than the light lager uh-huh. so here are some traditional lagers that you have probably either had or have heard of fosters yeah, yeah. australian for beer right it comes in the oil can in a big giant can fat yeah. yeah have you ever had a fosters of course no i have not yes. oh yeah <laughs> yeah i heard australians don't like fosters it's kind of like i don't know it's probably like red stripe I guess. people don't drink it I'm yeah sure. it's true I don't like red stripe. Mm. Carlsberg. Yep. Yep. That's got an elephant on it. Green bottle, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peroni. Italian. Yeah. Yeah. Not a Peroni fan. Not, I'm not generally. Not a Peroni fan either. No. Generally. I'll drink it if I go to like an Italian festival or whatever. Sure. If that's what, if that's my choices, then yeah. yeah. Peroni or Bush Light. I'll take a Peroni. Oh, yeah. 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 Not oh, that, I don't know. Not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with bush light, but yeah, I enjoy nice cold bush light from time to time too. Let's. I, hey, I don't. Gotta, I don't discriminate. You gotta drink what you can. Yep. Stella. Stella's a lager. Yep. Uh, I don't like Stella either. Mm, I'm not a big Stella. So you don't fan. like lagers, maybe. Maybe. Oh, maybe. I liked this. Yeah. Coors Light. I like Coors Light. I don't mind a Coors Light. It's got to be cold. And it's got to be hot outside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there's well, a lot of... Here, here's the thing with this. You're putting a lot of stipulations on how you'll drink it. I, no, no thanks. I'll pass. Here's the thing. When I'm in Colorado uh-huh. and I have to drink a domestic beer, I choose Coors Light. It's just a Colorado thing. When the mountains turn blue, it's as cold as the Rockies. That's what they say. All right? It's stuck with they me. They do make Coors Banquet beer. I do like a good I mean, stubby I'd, bottle. I'll do that way more than I would do a Coors mm-hmm. Light. I enjoy those. Just me. Amstel. Amstel Light, mm-hmm. I've had. I've had that. Yeah. Here you go. Yingling. Yep. Yeah. I have some of that in my fridge at home right Me now. Me too. I had a lot of that in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can only get it east of the yeah. Mississippi. That's true. Yes. Yeah. And it's America's oldest active brewery, correct? Craft brewery. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oldest craft brewery. Because mm-hmm. it's independently owned still, so... Yep. There's the distinction, but yeah, it's been around since the 1700s. Uh, I wrote this one down, Corona, but actually any Mexican style. So any of the ones that you would drink, mm-hmm. you know, Pacifico or... Soul. Soul, Victoria. right. Dos Equis. Mm-hmm. I think we did an episode about that one time. Yes, I think we yeah, did. Yeah, we did. Seems familiar. Yep. Cinco de Mayo beers. Mm. That's right. Coming up on Cinco de Mayo again, we may have to have, do a Round second two. level of those. Yeah. Sure, Round two. We'll do the Ambers. We could oh. do the American craft versions of oh, those. Oh, that's a good a lot idea. of breweries oh. make Mexican-style lagers. Mm. Tequila barrel-aged, maybe? Oh, boy. Whatever we can find, yeah. Mm. There's a deep dive there that we could really... Yeah. You could go down a rabbit hole on that. Uh-huh. Uh, Heineken. Gross. But yep. okay, Heineken. Yeah, yuck. And then one of my favorites, the the granddaddy, as far as I'm concerned, not Budweiser, mm. Sam Adams Boston Lager. Okay, if you a little different color, it, but well, it's way heavier. Yeah, it's it's like it has flavor. It's so oh, that's so, what it's called. So it's good flavor. Yeah, I love a good Boston Lager. Hmm. That's my jam. Wow. Yep. You you kind of did a deep dive on those because those are like ones you see around, but sure. How often go. are you ordering a Carlsberg? Depends on where. <laughs> Not too depends often. on where you are. I though. guess. I, I guess it depends on where you are. Isn't that so, an African beer? I don't know. I've heard of them. Hmm. So what? So where do where does like 
you know, we did bat dad beers, yeah. right? Yeah. Where do all those fall? Like your Natty Lights and your PBRs. I mean, and they're technically old in the lager division. Yeah, yeah. So, just they're not light as good. lagers. Is that yeah. is that's a light lager? Yeah. Because I mean, those are the things that you're going to find at a baseball game too. True. PBRs. Mm-hmm. You you could. I don't know if you'd find PBR anymore. No. Well, it depends on where you go. Like Milwaukee. Maybe. Milwaukee. I mean, if you go to Miller Park, do they have PBR on? I, I mean, bet they have Miller Lite. I bet they do. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I bet they have old style. And I bet you they have a ton of craft beers for about 20 bucks a glass. Oh, probably, yeah. Because most mm-hmm. breweries are teaming up with baseball teams, mm-hmm. and they're having, like, Kansas City, for instance, they have a huge, big sign on the back of the stadium now that's Blue Moon. Huh. And then they have the Boulevard Party Porch. And yes. then there's this other thing. There's like five different breweries in the in there that you can get beers from. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a, another place that are like, ooh, people have money here. Let's get them. When you go to a baseball game, though, and this will transition into your baseball uh-huh. research here. When you go to a baseball game, what's the first thing that you do when you walk in the gates? The first thing that I do? Yeah. Buy a hot dog and a Bud Light Lime. <laughs> oh my goodness! They, but right here you go. Yeah, I usually got to get a beer. Yeah, you get a beer. Yeah, right, and a dog. That or I'm chasing my kid over to the play place over by. Mm. That's usually what I do now. Yeah, true. What I'd like to do is yeah, get a beer, find mm-hmm. my seats, scope it out. Yep. Plant down just to let everybody else around know what's up, and then I go get my snacks. But yeah, I like uh, to see what's going on. You got peacock a little bit. Of course. Okay. Mm. Of course. That's fine. Yeah. I, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Mm, I, I'm, I'm ready for go to a baseball game now. This is getting me. Let's just end it right now and go to a game. Too pumped up. <laughs> It'll be a little chilly today. Yeah, I don't right. think anybody's playing. You're right. Um, okay. So this is obvious. We've got a couple of different things we're going to talk about. One of them is just because of the love of the Cleveland Indians that this brewery mm-hmm. has, we're going to go deep dive into Cleveland Indians baseball. They're one of the oldest teams in the American League in all of baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to hit into some of that history. They've been around for 119 seasons. Founded in 1901. They were the Cleveland Blues for one season. Hmm. Then in 1902, they were the Cleveland, I like this, Bronchos. I don't know what a Broncho is, but it sounds like a term I would use. It's like a brochacho, yep. I believe. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 03 to 1914, they were the Naps, N-A-P-S. Pretty boring. Some people think baseball is boring, but not me. 1915 to current, they have been the Cleveland Indians. Hmm. They've won two championships. Yes. Um, Their overall record, and this is impressive, because for a long time growing up, they were like the worst team in baseball. Oh, right, yeah. They were like the joke of baseball. Yes. And hence the movie Major League. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their overall record is 9,477. To 9,037. So they're 400 games over 500. That's not bad. For, you know, 100 seasons, 120. Mm, That's pretty good, really. That's pretty good, yeah. Um, I went through a list of Hall of Fame players just that have been since, have been elected as of last year. Okay. To down into the 80s when we were Mm. growing up playing baseball and watching baseball and that sort of stuff. Okay. So there's some names here that even Dolan will know. I doubt mm, it. I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt it. Look, look, I like to go to baseball games, yeah. but I don't know anything about baseball. Mm. Well, try this on for size. Harold right. Baines. Yes. Remember him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll close my eyes and see his baseball card. Yep. Jack Morris. He yeah. played there for a while. Yeah. Yep. Jim Tomey. Yeah. Power hitter. Crushed. DH. Ball. DH. Like legit, 
Like, probably the second best DH of all time? I don't know, because he played pretty good first base. Yeah, okay. I'll give you that. Second half of his career when he was in Philly, he did really good there. Mm, okay. Um, Roberto Alomar. Yeah. He's a Hall of Famer. Here's, I, a lot of people remember him for spitting on the umpire. Umpire, yeah. Right? But that dude could field balls. Like, oh, yeah. oh, my gosh. His glove was so quick. He, yeah. And his, yeah, the whole baseball family with them was mm-hmm. pretty amazing. Bert Blylevin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hall of Famer. Twins player, too, yep. right? Yeah. Dennis Eckersley played for the Indians. He's Did a he? Hall of Famer. Yeah, oh. he was a starter for them. Okay. Um, Eddie Murray mm-hmm. played for most teams, but mostly the Orioles, from what I remember. Yes. Played with them for a while towards the end. Dave Winfield, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Larry Doby, who yes. was a, in on the Veterans Committee. Mm-hmm. Um, Phil Necro. Mm, knuckleballer. Yep. This guy, Steve Carlton, he mm-hmm. played for a few teams. Yep. Gaylord Perry. Yeah. And finally, Frank Robinson, manager, player extraordinaire. Frank Robinson, I would remember as a Oriole, but... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that's where his last of his career was. Oh, okay. Sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So those are just the Hall of Famers from the last 20-something years that yep. have been elected from Cleveland. Pretty good. The pitcher, what was his... Uh, the well, dude from Iowa. Well... I got a little deep dive for you here now. How about okay. this? Bob Feller. There, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, some of the other players that you've, if you've uh, done any research on baseball or seen any documentaries, there's a few names that you'll know. Ralph Kiner, mm-hmm. he played for Cleveland. Yes. Bob Feller. Cy Young played for Cleveland. Yep. He's known for the surgery now. That's what everybody hears, or the, the award, the I award. guess. The award, yep. Um, for the best pitcher. Mm-hmm. And then Walter Johnson, who... I always heard with the Washington Senators, but he did play with Cleveland towards the end of his career, and he was a pitcher as well. Was he the big, the big, big tall guy? Yeah, he was like the Nolan Ryan of the twenties, basically. What was or his the nick- teens his nickname? It's like the big cat, or the something big, like the that. Big train. Yeah, he was a big dude. Uh, let's see what else do we got here? Okay, so you mentioned Bob Feller. I have his stats because they're pretty impressive. Uh, he had two hundred and forty-nine complete games. Right? Jeez, and you know how many wins he had in his career? 266. <laughs> so win or loss, he he completed the game. That's he, how you used to do it. Yeah. He had 2,581 strikeouts, okay. which is pretty low yeah. compared to what they what it is now. Yeah. Um, and then let's see what else did I have? 266 wins. Oh, I picked the other two two other pitching categories. Their all-time leader in win percentage is Oral Hershiser. Weird. With a 682. That's pretty good. And okay. their all-time saves leader is Cody Allen with yeah. 149. Cody Allen, yeah, just recently. Just re- which tells you in 120 season, 149 is not that many. There's no. guys that get 60 in a year. Yes. So that's kind of I thought that was interesting to see how they must churn through those closers there. Man, so you want to be a legend in Cleveland? Go be a closer there. Yeah, just get 200 saves and you'll be all-timer. Wow. Um, speaking of all-timers, here's some offense stats for us. Slugging and on-base percentage, all-time leader, Manny Ramirez. Makes sense. Man Ram, as they called him. A lot of people remember him as a Red Sox, but he was definitely, he was was an Indian. He was crushing it there. Yep. Um, All-time leader in batting average, 375. Some dude named Shoeless Joe Jackson. Uh, What? Yeah, he played with them after the White Sox. After, really? Yeah. Wow. Stolen base leader, 452. Kenny Lofton. Oh, yeah. Not Willie Mays Hayes. Nope. Home Willie runs. Mays Hayes. Yeah. Yeah. Not not him. 
well, Kenny Lofton. I was gonna do. I was gonna do my impression of uh, of uh, what was the manager's name? What was the manager's name? Damn it! I don't know. I know who you're talking yeah. about though. You may you may run like Hayes, but you hit like shit. Yep, all timer. Oh, oh what a movie! Um, all time leader for home runs and RBI is Jim Tomey. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a thousand and eight. Oh no, the thousand and eight was his walk total. He had almost five hundred intentional walks. Wow! And he walked a thousand times. Dude was a beast. Yeah, yeah, and everybody was scared to pitch to him. Yes. Double plays hit into. Remember this dude? Julio Franco. <laughs> yes, I do. 165. He's still playing ball. I don't doubt it. He's probably about 60 years old. In Korea or somewhere. Like, oh legit, the guy was still playing last year. He's probably late 50s. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, he was like 48 when he was still playing for the Mets a few years still ago. Still just wants to play baseball. Here's one that I kind of forgot about. He Hit by pitch leader. All right. Travis Hafner. Oh, yeah. He's like the white donkey or something was his nickname. Where'd that dude end up? I don't know, but he got hit by a pitch 85 times. Oh, boy. And then the sack fly leader, 62, Omar Vizquel. Oh, you don't yeah. think of him as hitting. Mm-hmm. So that's what we got for their offensive leaders. Travis Hafner. <laughs> He's referred to as the project and other times referred to as the donkey. Yeah, the donkey. Why was he called the donkey? Because he looked like Shrek? I don't know. <laughs> I, me? I don't know. I don't know either. Professional career. Let's see where he ended up. Uh, oh, yeah, donkey. Yeah, donkey. <laughs> now I got Dolan roped in. <laughs> there we go. Now we're, now we're, t- we're speaking his language speaking here. Speaking of Shrek. Uh, his last... Uh, I'm trying to get to the end of it here. 2012? Yeah. Uh, he played for... Nope, 2013. He played for the Yankees. Ew, gross. Yeah. Um, let's see. Hafner signed a one-year, $2 million contract deal with the Yankees in 2013. Blah, blah. Despite hitting 318 in April, Hafner faltered later in the season and suffered a rotator cuff inflammation injury. And that was it. Yeah. And that was all. He was another one of those dudes for a while. He was mm-hmm. hitting home runs all over the place. It's a cool nickname, though. Donkey. Yeah, I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good thing about baseball. Everybody's got a nickname. Man. And now they even let you do like one day a year. There's like a jersey with your nickname yeah. on it. Yeah. They would never do that 20 years ago. Well, they were stuffy. Well, and now they figured out, oh, people like this and they'll buy it. There's more money. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Yep. It's all about the bucks. Absolutely. I think they said that in the rap song. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, here's another long list of names that won't mean anything to Dolan, but it will for you. Okay. So this is when we were growing up collecting baseball cards, watching baseball on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just a list of their all-stars from 1989 to 2003. So oh, we're talking geez. prime for me growing up watching baseball. Yep. And this is, I think, probably why their record is so good overall, because they were tearing the hide off the ball okay. during that stretch. This is also when they opened their new baseball stadium around this time. Hmm. Progressive field? Is that yes. Yep. Greg Swindell, Doug Jones, Sandy Alomar, Albert Bell, Carlos Baerga, Kenny Lofton, Manny Ramirez, Jose Mesa, Dennis Martinez, Charles Nagy, Jim Tomey, David Justice, Omar Vizquel, Chuck Finley, Travis Fryman, Juan Gonzalez, and CC Sabathia. That is a list. Plus Bartolo Colon. Uh, ageless. Yes. Not bad. Big sexy. For a pretty good stretch there. That's Those are multiple year. You know, some of those guys like Bayerga mm-hmm. and Sandy Alomar made it like every year. Manny Ramirez. That's crazy. They so, were good back then. They That's, were. Yeah. They were real good. Arguably CC in his prime, I think. I don't CC with the Yankees. Nah. Yeah. But, man, CC was good. He was good. They always had real good players. They just never could get it over the hump. No. Nope. At least while we've been 
watching. At least as well as I've been watching. Well, yeah, yeah. 2016, man, that was a solid team. That mm-hmm. was a really, really good team. I only say that because I'm wearing my 2016 World Series. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's five years old now. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't no, matter. It, it lasts another hundred years. I'll wear fine. it forever. Yeah, it's World my, Series. It's my some of the best memories of baseball of all time. But man, that team was good. And the Cubs just signed Jason Kipnis to a minor league deal really? for this season. Yeah, hmm. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I like that. I like. I don't know. As a kid growing up as a baseball fan, um, it, before free agency was a real big thing, like it is now. You know, you had a lot of players that stuck with their teams. Right. And I like that. You know, it's hard for me to invest in a person uh, when they're at five different places in seven years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why when I th- think of these names, I just rattled off. That's because I was like, oh, yeah, those are Cleveland Indians guys, mm-hmm. you know, for, like lifers. And you just don't see that anymore. That's probably why one of my favorite players is Alex Gordon. Because he hasn't gone anywhere. He's he's a he's a Kansas City Royal for life. Yep. Right. He really is. And he was, you know, Royals fan growing up mm-hmm. and lived just so close. And right. yeah, so th- there's not as many of those anymore. The Jeters and that no. sort of stuff. Brett so. Saberhagen and and uh and yeah. George Brett mm-hmm. and George Frank Brett. White. Yep. Those are my guys. Right? I mean those those guys. Yeah. Those I'm hoping Salvi's the next one for us. It doesn't leave. Hmm. We just sign him. Arguably one of the best catchers when he's healthy in yeah. the American League. I'm hoping that last year, this is a little Royals talk for you, Dolan. I'm hoping he had the whole last year off. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that was good for him, and it gives him like two or three more seasons. Rejuvenated. Yeah, just nice nice to rest those knees. Yep. Uh, as you can see on the can there, there's major allusions to Major League. Absolutely. I mean, the beer's called what? Major Lager. There you go. And it has the famous glasses Mm -hmm. and it has the number 99 in the background yep and we're going to get into a little major league trivia dolan have you seen major league no uh i don't think so okay wild thing ricky vaughn we wear sleeves at this level son yeah uh what else jobu yeah Mm -mm. i had aaron's aaron daly's fantasy team tied up with that jobu that was the name of our league i think the president from 24 was pedro serrano in major league no Curveballs, not so much. Hats for bats, <laughs> keep bats warm. <laughs> Tom Berenger was in it. Mm-hmm. Corbin Burnson. Mm. Yeah, no. Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Ever heard of him? No. Yeah, I've heard of him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to talk about it anyway. Uh, Mitch Williams, remember him? Oh, Ex-Cub, right? He was the wild thing, man. He pitched with his, like his hair was on fire. He basically became the character. So Absolutely. The person was based on somebody else. Yeah. And he was like, oh, that's my nickname anyway, because he was wild. Oh. He threw hard, and he, and he sometimes lost control. You didn't know where it was going. He changed his number to 99. <laughs> he took the song that they used, the Wild Thing song, and they used it uh, for him. Of course And they, they credit this movie as being like the instigator for players to have walk-up songs, like individual songs. Yeah. Because he had that when he came out of the bullpen. And then like Mariano Rivera did that mm-hmm. with like the Metallica song. And then Enter now Sandman. everybody has, mm-hmm. even in the minor leagues, everybody has their songs. Oh, everybody it's like, does. It's synonymous mm-hmm. with baseball now is like the walk-up music. Right. And there's playlists out there that you can get that show the walk-up music for all the teams and stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just another facet to the game. Uh, in 2016, you referenced earlier, mm-hmm. um, Cleveland Indian Mike Napoli and Jason Kipnis mm-hmm. When they went ahead and they bought two Jobu statues and hmm. brought them into the clubhouse. And they put vodka in it at first, mm. and that didn't work. So they didn't switched work. it to rum. Yep. And they won 13 games in a row. Yes. Their catcher, Jan Gomes, was in a major slump. 
Mm. So what they do? They went to the grocery store and they bought a chicken, like a rotisserie <laughs> chicken, and they sacrificed it to Joe Boo. And he broke the streak that night and he got a hit. Good stuff right there. Yes. That's, that's things from the movie. Uh, Charlie Sheen was a pitcher yeah, in high that. school. Was he? He was. And he could pitch in the low 80s. Okay. Guess where he got a scholarship offer to? The only one I could find. Where? The University of Kansas. No way. Baseball scholarship. Not a chance. Yep. But he turned it down. He was going to be an actor. Yeah, you go to bas- you go to there to play basketball. You don't go to there to play baseball. Um, no offense. Kansas. No offense, KU baseball team baseball. that's listening to this. Um, Charlie Sheen, uh, kind of known as a party dude and a, maybe a, no. some drugs. No. Well, one of the drugs he did was steroids. Before this movie. He actually did steroids. He actually did anabolic steroids. Well, and he says it helped him get his fastball from 80 to 85. It also made his nuts really, really small. Maybe. That's, that's we don't know <laughs> that for sure. Well. Um, he was supposedly pitching over 100 miles an hour in the movie. Yes. So to make it look like he was, because he was really throwing 85, mm-hmm. they moved the mound in 10 feet closer to home plate. <laughs> so the ball really moved in there. Sure. And then they would only shoot from behind the catcher so you couldn't tell the distance away. Uh, so that was a little camera trick that they used. Mm. And another camera trick that they used for Willie Mace Hayes, which is Wesley Snipes' character, um, was they shot all of his stolen base stuff in slow motion. Oh, and so. then they kind of sped it up, so oh. it made him look like he was running a lot faster than he really could. Yeah. Um, and he's, he was, yeah. He's fast. That's what they say. Yeah. He was not in the sequel, Major League Two, which no. was shot in 1993. That was... Uh, it was like Omar Epps, I there, believe. I, no, I think you're... Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I saw it on TV the other day. All right. Look, I'm going to look it up while you're talking. Okay. Um, let's see. What's another thing? Oh, the director, whose name was David Ward, and he was a lifelong Cleveland Indians fan. And he said the reason he made the movie was because he wanted to see the Cleveland Indians win something in his lifetime, <laughs> which is something a Cubs fan would say up until 2016. Yes. You're um, right. Omar Epps, you're right. Yeah. Hmm. See? Good job. Uh, let's see. What was the other thing? Oh, Bob Euchre. Hmm. Bob Euchre. He's probably one of the most famous things of this movie. Just Very cool. a bit outside. That was an ad lib. That, that was? Came up. Yes. No. And the guy that... Cast him, the director, David Ward, picked him because he saw him in the Miller Lite commercials and on Mr. Belvedere. And it wasn't until he got the job that he even knew that he was the actual announcer for the Milwaukee Brewers and had been for 20 years. He didn't know. He had no no idea. He didn't know he was an actual commentator. No. And that's how he got cast was from the beer commercials and he liked his like uh, presence on the screen. And he did that. A lot of the lines he said were his lines. Um, that he used on, like, with the Brewers. Right. Yeah. And then there was another thing that he did where he takes a break and he puts some whiskey behind his ears. <laughs> and Because yes. he, he, like, he was basically trying to show that he likes whiskey so much he'll wear it like cologne. Ah. And that was a thing he came up with as well that kept in the movie. Let me tell you, let me tell you two things about this real quick. Mm-hmm. One, I ha- on, on XM Radio, you only, unless you pay extra, I guess, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Um, you only get the home broadcast. So if right. I want to listen to the Cubs and they're in Milwaukee playing, I have mm-hmm. to listen to to Uke, yeah. right? He he calls balls and strikes backwards. Yeah. One ball and two strikes, right? That's yeah. you call balls first then strikes, right. right? A strike and two balls. Like he oh. always always calls it backwards. Weird. Su- super annoying. Huh. Just super annoying. Secondly, I will still reference and my daughter, my oldest daughter just sent me this in like things that dads say or mm-hmm. things that dads do or whatever. If I get a parking spot right up front, yeah. right, I say, oh, I must be in the front row. 
because that was his Miller Lite commercial. That's right. And they sat him way back in the bad seats, right? Uh-huh. I mean, that was the funny thing. Right? Yeah. I must be in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Good old stuff. Yep. Um, two other things about the movie that I remember um, and that I read. Well, I guess I learned this today, but a couple other things I remember about it was um, all the baseball scenes were shot in Milwaukee Brewer Stadium because it was getting torn down uh, around the same time. Oh. So all the home scenes in the movie were actually shot in Milwaukee. And it was super hot. It was like the hottest summer on record at that time. And even when they were playing like in the playoffs and all the players had long sleeves on and everything like that, Mm. it was supposed to be like fall baseball. If you look in the crowd, everybody's wearing tank tops and shorts because it was so hot. It was so hot. And they had 20,000 extras, I read, to go to the game. I would have done that. I would too, to be in a movie. But it was back in the time when the Indians, except for the home opener, they would sell that out every year. But then after that, there'd be like 4,000 people. Yeah. And it was true to the movie, like where there's mm. three guys out there banging on a drum mm. in the outfield. Like that's yeah. what the crowds look like, <laughs> which is still what a lot of times what the Royals games look like. Sure. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, so that hasn't changed. But that's what I learned about uh, some little trivia things about Major League. I, I love Major League. That's so it's one of those you just you just got to watch it. It's so high, highly quotable. It just good, good baseball movie. Yeah. It was one of the movies I remember watching with my dad, and it was a movie that I had they not been divorced, I probably wouldn't have got to watch it because mm. it was rated R oh, I mean, yeah. for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the the sta- the like the team owner. Mm-hmm. They had the life size cutout of her. Yeah, and they, every time they won a game or something, they took off a sticky note. Yeah. I think it was wasn't a it piece of her dress or whatever. Uh-huh. And then yeah. it got real real racy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they shot an alternate ending, so the actual ending of the movie. When it's all said and done, she's like, oh, I'm not really that bitchy and angry, and I don't want to sell the team. I was just motivating us because I knew we were really bad. But mm. the test screeners were like, no, we want her to be mean. Yeah, like, she needs to be bad. Right. So then they redid it and didn't mm. have that big reveal at the end. And that's kind of what everybody remembers. Nice. It's so, better that way. I, it seems to me that way. Yeah, she needs case. to be mean and bitchy. Yeah. And then didn't Corbin Burnson buy the team from her? in like Something Major like that. Yeah, Major League or... 2. Um, that like whole three. situation was based on the Minnesota Twins in the late 70s, early 80s. Hmm. The guy that owned the team had a clause, like an escape clause in it. Basically said, if we're less than X amount of people at the games for three years in a row, I can take the team wherever I want. Oh, So for two years, they were like lost 100 games. There was 8,000 people at the games. And everybody started getting mad because they figured out he was – Signing nobodies and cutting good players and brought rookies up. And it was basically just to leave, you know, leave the town. Tanking on purpose. And so everybody got mad about it. And he ended up having to sell. He sold to an investor that Hmm. kept it in in Minnesota. And that's still where they're at now. As it should be. A lot of the players in the movie were based on real players. That whole situation was based on a real thing. Just pick Cleveland because that's where he he was a fan of and where he was from. So pretty cool. It all worked out for Cleveland in the end. Dolan. What's your favorite baseball movie? Um, Benchwarmers. I'm just kidding. Benchwarmers. Is that an actual, is that a movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was like the one after no. Napoleon Dynamite. Um, and then there's, what other ones do I see? Uh, Sandlot, of course. Sandlot. Well, that's, that's good. That's a classic. Angels in the Outfield. Okay. Mm. Um, that one wasn't my favorite, but yeah. Sandlot, of course. Okay. Um, and then what's the one with all the, the, their, it's not Sandlot, but it's kind of like Sandlot. It's kind of funny. They all, uh, they're younger, and then they grow up. Um, maybe little, I'm, little Giants? Little Giants, maybe. That, well, that was football. 
That was, was a no, no, no. It's baseball. This it's one's baseball. baseball. I'm gonna the I'm gonna, bad news bears. Bad news bears. Ah. Probably the remake though. Mm, yeah. yeah, with, with Billy Bob Thornton. With Billy Bob, it yeah. would have been yeah, like 2005. The clip. Is someone just like someone put like uh, like Astros titles mm-hmm. underneath. Have you seen this <laughs> no. video where he's just where he's on the mound drinking a beer yeah. and he's throwing? And he, every one of them hits the kid or whatever. Uh-huh. It's like George Springer and Blanc, and it hits him on the head. Carlos Correa blah, yeah. and it hits him in the, sh- you know, or whatever. It's like, well, that would have hurt if you didn't have a helmet on. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny because it might be true. That's going to be true. I saw Dusty Baker, the manager, new manager of the Astros. That's unfortunate. Pleading to the major league officials <sighs> to be like, hey, watch out for these bean balls. Oh, it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was right on the dot. Yeah. Bad News Bears 2005. Yeah, there we go. That's the one. Mm. Billy Bob. There you go. Yeah. What about you? Uh, my favorite baseball movie of all time is still Field of Dreams. Yeah, uh, I, I would I I would default back to uh, For Love of the Game. Just Kevin another, Costner. I love. I is love, that who it is? Yeah. Okay, yeah. scratch that. My favorite baseball movie of all time is Hardball. I don't know if I've seen Hardball. I love Hardball. It's no? it's it's who's in Hardball? Um, yeah, jeez. It starts off with the guy he. He basically is doing, I, I think it's gambling. He's gambling on games. He ends up losing, and the only way he can get his money back is if he coaches Little League Baseball. Hmm. Um, that seems legit. Yeah. I mean, that, well, it, not, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, yeah. Diane Lane, D.B. Sweeney. Such what? a good movie. So huh. basically, it's a rough part of town. Yeah. These kids huh. don't have really anything. They can't even afford jerseys for the team oh, wow. and he ends up taking them to the the championships or whatever but there's course. a lot of a lot of crazy things that happen huh. but he yeah. goes he goes down to the to the uh the sports the sports betting place and he puts some uh, yes. money on the ponies mm. and i'm just making this up now oh. really. and it's then like, that's how he wins enough money to buy them jerseys Does <laughs> no this happen? actually oh. the reason why he's trying to get money is because he lost a bet that he can't afford oh <laughs> that happens yeah and those guys are gonna come break his legs yes yeah, it could be the case. Um, I like Mr. 3000. That's a good one. It's a comedy. Tom Selleck, right? Uh, nope. That's uh, like Mr. Baseball. Oh. Uh, I'm thinking Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the Tom Selleck one's not bad. Okay. Um, let's see what else is a good one. Um, not Kid in King Arthur's Court. Is that what it was called? Like a, it was like a kid that was like out of, from out of time and came and like learned how to play baseball. Weird. That was bad. Um What's another one? These movies, these are ones you like, right? No, that I mean, one I don't like. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that one was no good. I'm trying to think of one I, I don't know. I like Sandlot, but it's, it's not all about baseball. It's a classic. It's just uh, it's, Eight Men Out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Watch that in school. That was good. Uh, I'll tell you, that's a. I loved the dead ball era of baseball. Like that's that that sort of era right in there, mm-hmm. right? And understanding how the White Sox, the Black Sox, through that World Series. The players that were involved, the players that weren't involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the movie got me interested, and then you go read some of the books behind it and stuff, yeah. and it, it's it's fascinating. The all the details behind that. I think what got me into like the history of baseball really probably was that the Ken Burns documentary, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and just learning about all the characters really that were in the game and how much these players meant to cities, you know, right. like it was a huge thing. Baseball. It is America's pastime, kind of for a reason, and it really was like something everybody paid attention to, uh, you know, whether you wanted to or not. Like 50 years ago, Dolan's got a favorite baseball team, you know? 
It has to. True. That's the that's the pulse of the country. Right. So. Right. It's interesting how things have changed. And like, you'd go to a baseball game in the afternoon, and you'd be in your suit and tie, and your hat, because mm-hmm. there was no night games. You know. Right. And that's what you did. Yep. So my great great grandpa, two greats. Uh, so my grandpa's grandpa. That's yeah. right. Right. Yeah. Um, he was a a wrestler, um, and how they did it back in the like would have been 1910 or 1900s. Um, they would have their baseball game and then they would hold wrestling right there on the uh, baseball field right oh, after weird. the baseball games. Is this wrestling or is this wrestling? This is, he, he did both. Both, like actual wrestling, yeah, he like did, Greco-Roman. Yeah, like they would, you know, <laughs> they would full on just maybe sometimes it was the baseball players. Sometimes it was just other people in the crowd and oh. they would wrestle. So you could stay hmm. for the after show after the baseball game. Interesting. Um, but yeah, but after he did that wrestling, then he went on to be a wrestler. Oh, and I think go. he went by, uh, oh, something great. Come on. So it's, it's like Mr. Penguin or King Penguin or something like that. That's, it was, it was weird, but oh, yeah. So great. Yeah. Dolan's next nickname. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> King Penguin. Oh, boy. Um, a League of Their Own. Uh, I yes. forgot. That's my favorite baseball movie. Because it's baseball. That's an absolute gem. That yeah. thing is unbelievable. With all the all the great acting oh, in it boy. and stuff. Plus, yeah. it was like a good look at like yeah. what baseball life was like mm-hmm. back then, you know? Uh, I just took Steve for the first time to the Negro Baseball Museum in Kansas City. Kansas City. I still want to go. Never been. If you've never been, you need to go. Now, here's what you need to do ahead of time. Yeah. You need to prepare yourself because it's awesome yeah. and sad all at the same time. Yeah. Because we baseball would be a completely different sport right now if some of these guys, had, if a, a chunk of these guys had been allowed to play. Play, yeah. It, it, it wouldn't be called the Cy Young Award, right? right. I mean, it's, it's, it's... Probably the Satchel Page Award. It's the Satchel Page Award. Yeah. 100% would be the Satchel Page Award. Yeah. Is that uh, the one... Is he the one that... Um, did he wear 44? Who is... Well, that's Jackie, Jackie Robinson. Robinson. Jackie Robinson. 42. Yeah, yep. 42. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even up to Jackie Robinson, though, there were players yeah. before him that were that were just unbelievable talents that yeah. weren't allowed to play at the major league level. That would just mm. dominate yeah. at their level, like Josh Gibson. I remember uh, one of those names. I would. I, I think you could argue that we would remember Babe Ruth, yeah. as as a good as a great baseball player, yeah. But we would remember Josh Gibson as the best baseball player, yeah. Isn't that crazy? I I think that would. I a hundred percent believe that. Hmm. Just based on how he played at the time, right? I think, yeah, it's it's crazy. It is. It would be sad to see all that stuff, but I I really want to see. It's it. awesome. It is. It is really really awesome. They've done a great job there, and admission's like ten bucks a person. Yeah. Totally worth it. You self guided. You walk around. It's just they've got videos, and and it's just it's super cool. Hmm. Yeah, I want to. I want to go. And they had cool nicknames back then too. Like yeah. we didn't, we just had regular, we had regular players or whatever, yeah. Mickey Mantle and guys like that. Yeah, yeah the cool, Mick, cool Papa Bell. And, yeah, cool Papa Bell. Oh man, what was that? What was Satchel Page's nickname? I can't remember, but it was know. something kind of cool. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So what's the uh, untapped on this? Yeah, well, let's do this. Here's thing. what we're gonna. Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna do two. I'm gonna end with two of these. Right. Okay. As much as I, I like the untapped. For the regular person going into this brewery or whatever, where would you go? Like you would right. on your phone, whatever, look up TripAdvisor. Okay. Seems pretty common, right? right. So I looked up TripAdvisor for all three of these locations, Strongville, Amherst, and Hudson. Uh, four, out of five, four out of five 
on 86 reviews for the Strongsville location. It's actually listed as the number three thing to do in all of Strongsville. I couldn't tell you two other things to do no. in Strongsville. <laughs> there you go. So that's good. I didn't even look up one and two. Yeah. I had no idea. Uh, I would try just... Skyline or Gold Star. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, four out of five out of 91 reviews for the Amherst location, listed as the number three restaurant in all of Amherst. So Pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. And then it looks like they got to do a little bit of work on the Hudson location. 3.5 out of four on 46 reviews. 24th best restaurant in Hudson out of mm. like 40-some. Yeah. Um, it looked like some of the more recent reviews were they need they have a problem with uh, service. Oh. But... That happens everywhere, too. Happens everywhere. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So go to Strongsville and have beers there. How's that? I don't know how close they are to each yeah. other. So untapped, 2,122 check-ins. What do you think? 3.6. 3.99, and that's because of the number on the key. <laughs> <laughs> 3. 3.5 on the nose. Oh. Yep. There you go. So I, I can't argue with that. Yeah. Notice I I drank yeah, mine. Yeah, yours was and, gone quick. And then I finished what was and left Dolan's in the was gone. can there. So. He went to the bullpen, and I yep. closed it out. He called That's for baseball the, terminology. called for the setup, man. Yep. Yeah, and I went for the closer. That's right. So there you go. Enjoy some baseball wherever you're at, especially if you're down close to spring training in Florida or, or Arizona. Yeah, man, I would love to go. <sighs> Regular baseball is just around the corner. Um, I'm sure this is not the first or the last time we will talk about baseball. I hope not. It always kind of seems to come up. Yeah, it does. We we might force it a little bit. <laughs> Good thing you're in charge. By the end of this, not only will Dolan like uh, like uh, IPAs, uh-huh. he will also like baseball. He'll know the stats of Juan Gonzalez. Ooh. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. Well, Brian, we're not going anywhere for a while. Let's have another beer. Thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas MedStaff, an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing. <laughs>